to the But Here We Go podcast, coming at you from the But Here We Go studios. The co-host, Allie Batir, is cracking up right cringing. now. She is having Straight a up grand old time I hate cringing. But we have a guest. We have a guest on the show. I know. No, no, it is not the special guest who won a spot. It is an even specialer guest who was invited to the show who didn't have to win a spot and then ghost us. <laughs> He didn't ghost us in his defense. Eric, it, it's a scheduling mix-up. He will be oh, here. Oh, well, no now worry. everybody knows who it is. We said it is, his name last it night. It is one of those people in the world named Eric. True. Okay. <laughs> uh, this is... So, so, so guest, introduce yourself. Who are you? I'm Carlos. <laughs> this is Carlos. He's preferring to go without a last now name. We, it's okay. We understand. We do our Safety best to issues. keep people as ambiguous as possible because we've given out too much personal information. We've essentially given out where we live and it's concerning us at this point. We've realized if people want to become a serial killer, all they have to do is listen to the Batir We Go podcast <laughs> and they've got a hit Wait, list. We have not given instructions on how to become a serial killer. We've just No, we've given just given them plenty of locations targets. Locations of where we are. That's all we've given them, to be clear. Carlos. And like now five other people. Running away from this room. Anywho, so this is Carlos. We uh, how do we know each other, Carlos? Well, we know each other through church. Through church, right? We ministries. all three served in student ministries. Were you were your y'all two years behind us or one year behind us? I believe we're two years behind y'all. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, it's funny, and I don't know if you felt this way, but I feel like um, you kind of adopt the mentality of the grade of at least in high school. Like so, like when our kids were seniors, I was just like, Ugh, those sweet little leaders of those younger grades. Like, but really, like they're full fledged adults who have like graduated high right. school and college. So, like, I don't know why I had that mentality. Did you feel that way when you became a senior group oh, leader? You know, I just. Sorry, believe you know, I'm just too cold right, to be worried right. about the younger crowd. I was like, whatever, middle schoolers, psh, middle school leaders, whatever. Then you totally check out as a senior leader because it's like senioritis. Oh, well, I just felt like, like y'all don't even know the crap you're going to have to deal with once you hit to high school, you sweet sixth, seventh, and eighth grade leaders. You don't even know yeah, that too. things I've that seen. Anywho, so we know each other through church, but then more importantly, I feel like this is like three or f- it's not four years ago. When did we start musical fun days? You know, it originally was musical Mondays. It was musical Mondays. Originally. I am a fan of alliterations. It's true. So. Which started it. Was it? Cause like COVID's two years, right? I can't like the COVID is a two year block at this point. That would have been almost 2020. I would say four April years. Of 2020. So that's insane to me. Okay. So, wow. That's crazy. Okay. So I guess three to four years, four years ago, we started Musical Mondays. We're like a one Monday a month. We would get together. You you were like our main crew. You started it all. And we, it you know, fluctuates in size. But we would watch a musical. And this started because, one, you and I bonded over our appreciation of all things musical theater. But then also, like, Joe hadn't really... It's weird to be like a fan of musical theater when your spouse, like, has no idea what you're talking about. And so it was like a, hey, like... You're staring at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. Now, to to clarify, I know musical theater. There is a difference because well, I would. It's good to know, but do you know? Yeah, do you know? No. See, I would. I would compare it to a hobby, where it's not a hobby; it's a lifestyle. It's my life, <laughs> exactly, and it's not my lifestyle. True. That's true. That's so fair. that is what it is. Right. Right. And and so. 
yes, I know musical theater. I have an appreciation for it. Right. But no, I do not only listen to show <laughs> tunes and turn everything into a song right. that was a show tune on Broadway right. or that, off Broadway. That's a that's a very alley stereotypical characteristic. It's a very it's it's to some people that may seem like a subtle difference. <laughs> But I think it's very similar to the way that that I'm a hunter and you have absolutely no care in the world about it. But I'm kind of like anti-hunting and you're not anti-hunting. Uh, I wouldn't I say feel like this is a bad I don't comparison. think you're anti-hunting. I think you don't see the point in it. It's true. Whereas in a modern I, society. I see the point in musical theater. It's to sing and dance and wear tights. <laughs> that's not, that's, that's what it is. I failed. That's what it is. I failed. Well, I think originally the musical Monday started off in a sense for Ellie and I to bond, right. but also to educate you. had to be there. <laughs> but it was awesome because you also included your commentary it's throughout true. the whole entire musical, which added so much his, more value. His dry wit can be very funny, or it can be <laughs> degrading, depending on the musical. Like for cat, well, no, cats. When we watch cats, we all we all well, rail yeah, on cats. For anyone listening to this, which again, the our five people who listen to this regularly um i hate cats with a passion it, but i had hated it prior to ever seeing it and so what was it like a couple months ago we finally sat down and though in the defense of cats i the very little i will give them we did not watch the original we watched the new one with james gordon which was the worst my eyes burned after that it was terrible anywho anywho musical fun days we literally are starting this podcast immediately after watching a musical fun days which was tick tick boom immediate thoughts carlos i thought it was really great i think it was a great homage to larson and everything that he's gone through and just kind of see the progression of it you can definitely see the little bits of of like from his his life, what how it transposed into Rent, which is really neat. Um, now, are you a Rent fan? Like, would you say that you like Rent? I can appreciate the music. The music is amazing. I think um, the storyline is okay. Now, I I think we do need to first clarify who is Larson. Oh, what is Rent? Right, sweet joke. Many of our audience may right. not know this stuff. Of course, Jonathan Larson is the writer of the music and the story of the, you know, famous musical Rent. And Superbia. And Superbia. And we found out from this, from the, so anyway, Tic Tac Boom, it just came out on Netflix. It's the directorial debut of Lin-Manuel Miranda, who is famous for In the Heights and Hamilton and Moana for <laughs> small children listening to this. Uh, but anyway, so Tic Tac Boom is the one-man show that Jonathan Larson created that led to him making Rent. And Jonathan Larson died the night before Rent premiered. So he's kind of like this infamous and well-loved figure within Broadway. Um, he, and he died at 35, which we just learned while watching the show. So not a lot to know. I will say this. My prior career uh, before being a um, full-time mom was property manager. And I <laughs> Rent, again, love the music. But as a property manager, it's just really hard for me to be on team we're not going to pay the rent. <laughs> it just, it doesn't, it's like goes against everything that I've ever, you know, I'm always like, you have to pay the rent or I will legally evict you. And I don't see a problem with that. And so I always kind of have to take my property manager hat off 
while watching the movie Rent to fully enjoy it. Well, obviously, responsible adults as would well would pay the rent. Well, right now, really I will say, and again, I I haven't seen Rent enough to fully know the backstory, like like the back of my hand. If there is like some shenanigans being pulled by the landlord, that would make it unjust then i could get around that but technically in the state of texas you cannot withhold rent if you have to pay the rent for it that they they were not only were they not paying but they were very much championing we're not going to pay the rent last year this year any year we're not going to pay it and i just don't know right i don't know if i can stand by that statement especially as a property manager for the audience members, we do not condone right. illegal activities. <laughs> we just like to or... insert a legal disclaimer here. We cannot, we cannot say that. But yeah, no, tick tick boom. I I uh, yeah. In high school, I knew of the sh- of the music, but never the movie. So although it was a lot less rocky, uh, the music um, was a lot I less rock that. and roll right. compared to Rent. Um, it was more ballad and exactly. melodic. Mm-hmm. Thoughts of you, Joe. This is the second time you've seen it tonight. What are your this thoughts? is the second time I've seen right tick, as tick, a musical boom. as a musical theater appreciator yet not I wouldn't say fan. What are your thoughts? I think that it was well done. Okay. I think that it was very difficult to see. So for for the audience who still has no idea what tick tick boom is because we haven't explained it. <laughs> Tick, tick, boom. Carlos and I are like, we're on the same track. Joe, let us know what the audience needs to know to understand it. Tick, tick, boom was a, well, it is a one-person show that was put on by Mr. Larson after his, his debut musical came out with huge accolades but never made it out of the workshop, which is kind of like your tryout. Basically, nobody wanted to buy in because it was it was too good, is the way I would put it. It was cool, cool, cool. so far and above. Right. It was the way I would explain it. It would have gone into the MoMA, meaning the Museum of Modern Art, during the Renaissance. Oh, okay. So far ahead of its time. Okay, I like that analogy. So, so then he had to write something. Why not write something that was autobiographical? So he wrote a kind of autobiography of his of his life at that time. And what was your question? <laughs> I, I forgot. I said, the what question. did you think of it? And so I I thought it was really interesting because it's this autobiography about this guy struggling with life, turning thirty, and realizing he kind of hasn't done anything and and if i if i had to had to think about that from a from a a musical appreciation standpoint it was fun because it takes place in the in 1990 so the music the music was exciting and interesting and and fun to listen to but also i think where we are right now in life we're a As little in bit you and me who are you pointing to all of us oh, okay, we're all okay. in our mid-30s you, okay. Got it. so we're a little bit past that 30 year old mark and so we can look at that and think about it and see one where he was and what he was doing and 
what he was on a road to and then and then be like wow that is that is a very interesting commentary from this person at that time in something 30 years before now that that was kind of in the same life stage as us hmm. except in the same age as us but not in the same life stage right on that point and we sort of talked about a little bit about this off air carlos but as so i you don't have to feel free not to say your age but i'm i'll be 32 in january so i'm actually early 30s and not mid 30s joe but thank you so much <laughs> for that um i just look back and think of when i was little the concept of someone in their 30s seemed friggin ancient like they just seem so old and now that I'm almost 32 I feel so and this may just be a me thing I feel so young like in 30s just seems so young to me that I just it's just baffling we're only I'm only eight years from 40 and I just remember as a kid 40 was like you're dead like you know like I can't 40 like is like a grandfather like that's crazy to me do you all feel the same way or is that just me well I just want to point out one of the fun lines in one of the songs, he said he's 29, but he feels like he's 22. But apparently in the 90s, as soon as you became 30, You're dead your life was over. <laughs> you are now over the hill, as dead as dirt. Right. Carlos, Is that? do you feel the same way about 30? We're in different life stages, so I'm curious to know if it's different. Right. Um I kind of do feel as a 34-year-old. So, oh, we yeah, this age. Wow, know. you're so brave. I'm 34. <laughs> yeah. uh, but just coming from a 34 age and coming from like, I would say like maybe mid-30s thir- mid or whatever. Um, like as a as a single adult, just like learning how to go, go through this life and stuff like that and trying to get my life together. Sometimes it is you get so caught up in what you need to be doing what you need to be, mm. what, what is the next stage um so it's kind of always always like a reevaluating like what 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 are you doing or what should you be doing or what's the next step or what are you missing out and so something we can t- kind of relate to to just tick tick boom in a way it's just like man next year i'm about to get older right what do you have to show for it well, yeah, yeah exactly so and i guess to your point i do feel young but i do f- to a sense, maybe not to the same degree, do you feel like, like, crap, like, what's the thing I'm, sp- what am I supposed to be doing right now? Like, is there something I'm supposed to be doing? Whether that's, like, how many kids do you have? Or, like, do we have to buy a house? Or, like, all these things that you see everyone else around you. I have friends who are going back to school to get mm. master's degrees and stuff. And mm. you're like, well, like, mm. crap, like. Yeah. <laughs> says the man with a PhD. <laughs> I need to go you, back. You cannot. I need to go back to get a master's. He's gonna go all the way around. Oh, you know? He's just gonna go back to kindergarten and just do it I'm, all over again. Please don't. Back. We need your income. I'm gonna get a poli sci degree. Gross. That sounds fun. <laughs> that sounds right? Terrible. It does sound fun. Sounds Dude, just imagine right now, political no, I, science. It would degree be an interesting class right in now. College. Oh, it's crazy. Um, as again, I wanna. I, I, we will come to Carlson because we will talk forever about this, but Joseph Francis Batir. Yes. If you, if you had one, what would you say your favorite musical is? 
my favorite musical. I Correct. feel like we're getting off topic. We were no, actually, we were off topic, and I'm getting us back on to topic, which is musical fun days and all things oh. musical theater. Because this is my moment, Joe. So after we talk <laughs> about the musicals, we'll get back on to life, the relation, the relating <laughs> to Tick Tick Boom. Well, we're done with Tick Tick Boom. We're moving on. Is there anything well, else you want to say about? Tick, tick, well, no, say no we're going to come back to it towards the end, okay. but. Favorite musical of all time? Yeah. I'm curious because I don't know what your answer is going to be. The Lion King. <laughs> is it really or are you just being like cheeky? I thought I was going to say Sweet Awakening. I really liked I don't think he's ever Lion even King. listened to it. I, I think that that is a very difficult question because that's like saying what's your favorite movie? The problem with it is <laughs> a lot of people have favorite movies. Just I know, to be clear. and they're weird. <laughs> you, you you don't heard wait. it here Stop. first. Stop. Yeah. You don't have a favorite movie. The problem is you can't pick. You can't compare categories sci-fi right. to rom-com. I can agree with you that. You can't. Okay, so what's your favorite classic musical and what's your favorite modern musical? Classic musical favorite. I no now, you may not agree. Oh Lord. I'm gonna go with my favorite classical. Being um, a classical, <laughs> my favorite classical being <laughs> being Mary Poppins. Why? I mean, that's that's the fairest. I mean, some people, right? I, I think it. Some people may not consider that a classic no, musical. For sure, a classic musical. Maybe some people don't because it controversial what? topics here on the <laughs> podcast. You hear, heard it here first. And then my favorite modern musical. That one. He's like, what is a modern musical? That one, I'm not sure about. I, I think, I gravitate more towards the funny ones. Spam a lot. You like well, spam a lot. Spam a lot. I like. That is the only thing he's seen on Broadway. Modern, yeah, no, it's modern. We've seen. We've seen. Oh, other I forgot. Things on you Broadway. and I have we we've been to Broadway yes. together. I'm so <laughs> sorry. You forget these things. You've never been to Broadway. Well, we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. So there's spam a lot. I did enjoy something rotten. Okay, which is funny because I did not. Yeah, I thought it was good. Okay, but I think that's the thing. It's like it's not a. It is not a very serious. Right, it's not deep, meaningful. Yeah, like I really enjoyed Hamilton, but at the same time. I'm not really there to get a history lesson. And and Anastasia you want to be entertained. Right. Anastasia. You already went to school. You don't need it anymore. Yeah. Anastasia, I was like, you know, that, this is, I will say when we went to go see Anastasia, that was not for you. That was totally hundred percent for me. It was a childhood dream. So I totally understand that you didn't like it. Yeah, and I wanna know where Bartek was. Bartok. I want, yeah, whatever. Bartok. I wanted the little bat to yeah, show me too. up. Same. That's same really same. what I wanted. Right. So you can't just make make these musicals out of your childhood movies <laughs> and get rid of the animals oh my as gosh. those little It's true. What are they called? Pet sidekicks? What's sure. their what's their actual name I in Disney don't know. movies? Sidekicks. <laughs> Is it just sidekicks? Side probably. Yeah. Or familiars. Okay. Uh, familiars? I don't know. I mean, we'll take that's the new term. Interesting, <laughs> Carlos. What are your what are your hold on, hold on, real quick, real quick before before we change subjects. So sorry, please continue, Carlos. If your life was a musical, <laughs> what would your familiar be? Oh, oh. 
Yikes. That's hard. That is a hard one. Well, hey, I like the term. It's not, it's a, no offense, it's a bad term. <laughs> no, I like it. <laughs> We're going to go with it. I mean, you could also, also maybe go and try and figure out what type of musical my life would be, you know? Ooh. Is it going to be a comedic one? Here's the thing. Or a serious one? I really got I to know you. I think you start with your familiar. But I really got to know you with you doing the full choreography to Hairspray. And so that's like when I think of you as Wait, did I do that for you? Yes, no, you, you did. At like a party with other human beings present. Yes, it was quite oh, the thing. And it was my favorite thing. And so I just think of Hairspray whenever I think of you. Okay. But anyway, continue. Appreciate that. <laughs> There's layers in my life. Okay, oh, I get so it. Tell like, me about those layers, Carlos. Oh, you... <laughs> Cry. Um, <laughs> I don't. I honestly, this is probably what the one of the, one of the weirdest things about me is that I just really like turtles. So I can see that oh, with a little dancing turtle. turtle behind you. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. Just like a wise yep. little turtle and a bad turtle on either shoulder, just telling you what to do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love it. I'm here for it. Allie, what would your familiar be? Um, I don't know, but the only thing I can think of is my favorite animal, and it <laughs> it's a baby tapir. Because <laughs> one baby baby animals like the baby version of animals are by far the cutest. So I don't want a grown up tapir. They're weird. They have the weird nose thing. I'm not about that life. But the baby tapir. So if I could just have a little cute baby tapir following me around, singing songs with me, it would be fantastic. Yep, I think so. Yeah, just, just like I can totally see that. So yeah, baby tapir, one hundred percent. Anyway, but you could have you could have your musical take place while the tapir is a baby. This is true. It's true. And then you would have like a montage at the end, maybe. Right, but of let's a be real. Grown tapir. Let's be real though. If if it were to be about my life, it would have to be set here. So it would probably have to be like a domesticated dog. Like no, if we're thinking like culturally appropriate no, animals no. here. How often are they actually culturally appropriate? Moana is the chicken, and then the the pua, the pig, which is Hawaiian. Yeah, animals. guess what? I know chicken guess are not what? indigenous to the Hawaiian. Literally, animals. neither of those would or have been there the, until. Okay. okay, we talked until... about this last week. About it. it's fine. <laughs> yeah, Don't, so, we're off topic again. I so, want to know what Carlos's favorite musicals are. Okay. Okay, Carlos. Um. So. To break it up, like uh, obviously the classic versus the modern. classic mm-hmm. versus modern, right? I mean, because it's important. Right. Think, it is. Thank you. I think every single theater or musical person has their favorites in either one because true. Obviously, modern goes to less classical music and to more like rock right. type situations, right. and so, um, in my opinion, um, so I would say probably my favorite classical. Would have to be West Side Story, which Allie doesn't like very much. I'm not. It's not. I don't dislike it. I just. I. It's. It's like meh. It's meh. It's, it's meh. So I think the problem is you're a jet. That's <laughs> when your you're a jet. I can't sing on this. It's copyright infringement. Go ahead. Just a little bit, maybe. <laughs> um, by the way, the new West Side Story mu- movie's coming out soon. Theaters I'm so excited. near you. Are you gonna um, go first I day? Think so. Oh, do yeah. it. Tell me all um, about it. You have to come. That's okay. Yeah. Just uh, let me know. Anyway, sorry. Uh, but yeah. So <laughs> West Side later. Story. For I think just for a lot of different reasons, it addresses a lot of like critical situations, and, right? And, right. And, and and that I relate to, and um, and and yeah, just I'm, one of the things I'm a huge fan of is like whenever a musical has amazing choreography, and and this was was a, a difference between like 
Is it Fosse? Like I think it, maybe, I think it's a, it maybe Fosse? it seems like it's Fosse. Maybe it's inspired by Fosse. How bougie do we sound? Just oh my gosh. <laughs> it seems like it's Fosse. Just a little bit of Fosse. Just oh. falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but it's the, it's the from like traditional type Broadway dance, and then you introduce the the Latino type dancing, and that's involved with just whatever it is be, to be between the Jets and the Sharks. And, Sharks, right? Yeah. <laughs> like Don't it. ask me. It's yeah. your favorite musical. <laughs> but no, I really just really like it. Obviously, it's it, it's it's great. Um, probably my, my favorite modern type. Um, how? I mean, I'm somewhat basic in a way, but Dear Evan Hansen. Like, okay, the, that's relatively new. It and is that's your favorite. It's new. so good. Have you seen the movie yet? No, I have not okay, seen the movie yet. Too. I need to see it. Um, but. The music in it is it's it's just very emotional, obviously, for a lot a lot of different things and and just it's awesome. What I've noticed is the biggest difference between a classical musical and a modern musical is modern musicals rely very little on dancing and choreography and are mm. more story yes, driven, right, yeah. which I think is why I like them better because I cannot dance. Oh, I it, I love good choreography. <laughs> if I could do it, I'd be all about it. I mean, but I have no. What shot about the chance. Newsies? The Newsies had amazing choreography, right? Yeah. But I guess that it would be a modern musical. My favorite off Broadway, though, <laughs> last five years. That's all I have to say. Oh, so off Broadway is a different category than modern. I think so. I would say because oh. it's not Broadway, Broadway. It's off Broadway. Okay, that's so. getting some real technicalities. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, my favorite classical musical is Fiddler on the Roof. Yes. It's so good and sweet little homeschool Allie and my sister. We would invite friends over to sleep over and we would watch Fiddler on the Roof because we loved it so much. But y'all, I'm sure those sweet little girls were like, dear God, what are we watching? This movie never ends and I don't understand the subject matter, but it's fantastic. What I really like about it is it just it's the struggle between religious tradition and modernity modernity modern moderna. moderna the vaccine <laughs> they're very ahead of its time are we not <laughs> not sponsored still having that discussion today <laughs> it's a it's a timeless tale no modern modernity right sure let's, let's say the that. modern, modern world versus tradition i think it's a very uh i just tradition. love it right tradition anyway I can cut that out because copyright infringement. Favorite modern musical is Next to Normal. <gasps> it's so good and no one has ever heard of it, but it won. You sure it's not the Cinderella from Amazon? <laughs> Close second, girl. <laughs> Except not at all. Um, correct me. I, I got this wrong last time we talked about it, but what award did it win? Because I said it won the Nobel Prize, but it did not. <laughs> the, the Pulitzer. The Pulitzer Prize. It won the Pulitzer Prize. Only five musicals in the history of the Pulitzer have won, including... I think Hamilton won most recently. Rent. Rent won the. Oh yeah, we just found that out. We See, just he was found that attention. out. Rent won, and the next normal. The next normal is is about a family dealing with mental health issues, oh, wow. and is very very and suicide and that's hard self harm and it's very dark. But that's what I love about modern musicals is that, and hear me say, I love the jazz hands and like all that stuff of the classic musicals, but I love putting music to really relatable and honest storytelling yeah. and that's what you see a lot in modern music and let's be honest when we think about something like oklahoma right that is not relatable <laughs> nobody's gonna go and steal a bunch of women and marry them and somehow that, end wait, up with like that's that's seven seven brides. Brides. <laughs> that's, 
Doesn't that also <laughs> which actually that was Oklahoma? our first musical? That wasn't was it? that's what started off. Musical Doesn't that also happen in Oklahoma? I think it happens in Wyoming or Montana, actually. But it's okay. We'll no, in Oklahoma, the musical. No. What happens in Oklahoma? Oklahoma is these childhood friends who like you know it's the it's the quintessential like they pick on each other but then they fall in love when they get older kind of mentality that's the story of oklahoma in a nutshell while again oklahoma is becoming this burgeoning cityscape of an oklahoma we'll watch it again don't worry pretty sure it's on netflix pretty sure <laughs> so for those that are listening to begin with our musical mondays are fun days because we switch them from mondays right. to Fridays scheduling issues scheduling issues um we actually venture into watching multiple different types of of musicals it's not just the popular type right, musicals right. sometimes we we we've seen chess or it's whatever is available whatever on stream is, for that's free. for free <laughs> um, but it's been really fun just to be able to go through that adventure and really just see even more musicals that are out there and and just see what talent's out there you know? um which leads me to my favorite segment of our podcast which is ali's unpopular opinion <laughs> i do not like Wicked, which is a very unpopular opinion. I just think it is – I think there are two good songs, and I think it is not a good story. And I do not understand what the hype is about. And I, I will go see this new movie that's coming out with Ariana Grande. I'll probably see it. It's fine. But I do not understand why everyone is in love with Wicked. Can anyone explain this to me? I think it's just fun and fairy telly. I bet it's reminiscent of childhood. That's You're it. arguing about one of those those lifelong struggles of popularity versus being true the ugly oneself. duckling mm. versus being true to oneself. And more importantly, it probably came out while people who grew up watching The Wizard of Oz mm-hmm. started to have money and started to be like, oh, let's go to Broadway. Broadway. I will say, funny, you just reminded me, when Wicked came out, I was in high school, and it was actually probably around the same time that I started listening to Tick, Tick, Boom, which mm. is what we just watched. And I, which most people should know this by now, I'm quite the contrarian, and I think it was just a, like, oh my god, there's such good random like <laughs> musicals that no one's heard, like Tick, Tick, Boom and Company. Why should you go like this mass-marketed, like huge production that everyone loves? It was just probably me being snotty. And you know what's funny about that? That's exactly what Oklahoma was about. (laughs) That is exactly what Jonathan Larson was saying. It's true. It was. He was upset because Superbia would not get funded when they're putting out these mass-marketed, jolly-go-lucky, whatever-you-call-them musicals. (laughs) Is that the next big musical, Jolly Go Lucky? I'll, yeah, it's going to be I'll Jolly Go Lucky. It's only going to be happy songs. It, it could be also, you know, it, like as Joe was saying, it was it could be pretty relatable in that's a lot of true. different ways, and, and I could see how that. It it good. did, it, and again, we're going back to Jonathan Larson. Idina Menzel started in Rent, right? But she was not the household name until Wicked. Wicked is what put Idina Menzel on the map. I mean, I would definitely say though another another one that's probably one of my favorite musicals, a more modern one, which is kind of very different. It's different from the stage production. The storyline is different from the stage production than the movie they did the movie, and came out obviously. Which one? 
Into the Heights. Oh, it is so oh. good. It, it, have you seen it on stage perform? No, I have okay. not. But I, I did I some have. research and saw what the differences were. And it's just like, this, was, for me, the stage doesn't make sense. Oh. But the movie did. Interesting. But I feel like the movie, it flowed better. And it... And, it it got a little politically, and but it's like, but at the end of it, still kind of like was showing a lot more of character development yeah, and depth and everything. Exactly. The um, I have only, I feel like, did we? Where did we see In the Heights? We saw it at Booker T. Washington okay. School oh. for the. We saw a high school performance of it, and here we say Booker T. Washington, which is obviously an art school, so they're no, fantastic. However, if you oh, I thought the, it was a math magnet. <laughs> Um, Booker, did you know Booker T. Washington's mascot is the Pegasus? But they don't have any sports teams, so they're like literally they never use their mascot anyway. Smart. I always thought that was funny Smart. as a kid. I always dreamed of going to Booker T. Washington, but um, one, I'm not talented enough, and two, I was not even in that district, so that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> anyway, um, if you go, you can, I guess you can just search for In the Heights on TikTok, but one of my favorite like TikTok wormholes to get into is high school performances of In the Heights because these sweet, I'm sure well-intentioned, super white high schools were put on In the Heights, and it is, and Carlos, you can speak whatever you want about this, but it's a travesty because they can't pronounce the Spanish correctly <laughs> and like at the very least pronounce the Spanish correctly. By the way, she's referring that I'm Latino. Yes. Just FYI. So, <laughs> to remove the ambiguity. I wasn't going to say that was for you to say, <laughs> <laughs> but it's quite, that's, yeah. I like to spend a couple hours just watching yeah. those clips. It, and I, I think like overall, I mean, just in the Heights was just once again, very relatable right. in a lot of different ways. And, and it was just, it was, it was important for me to see it and it was great and have you i guess like comparing because obviously in the heights is a lot about the latin culture uh but then so also is west side story right which is also one of your favorites which is kind of right so coincidental, is it, that is kind know. of funny and i don't know enough about west side story to know if they did a good job but i do know when they revived it maybe in the last 10 years um and i want to say lin-manuel helped mm. but they rewrote or like they translated some of the songs into Spanish to have it sung. They had it. It was a dual language performance of. Oh, that's awesome! To where like the people who were supposed to be from Latin America were actually singing in Spanish hmm. versus the. I guess I don't remember who the shark. Which one is the shark or the jets? But it apparently sounded pretty cool. But I wonder if that that could be a fun musical fun days is watching West Side Story that followed cool. by In the Heights and kind of doing a little, a little his, history, history lesson. lesson. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's so funny. Joe, anything to say about musical theater before you move back to Tick Tick Boom? <laughs> what did you well, want to talk about Tick Tick Boom? Well, again I for? think that as we talk about musical theater, we've we've talked about Carlos and his connection to these stories that are really talking about about your culture and and things that you you relate to and. That is one thing that I really appreciated about Tick Tick Boom, is that it is it is really digging into the really the the AIDS epidemic, and it was looking at it from the perspective of somebody who wasn't who wasn't necessarily part of the the LGBTQ community, but he he was definitely what we would call today an ally 
he was a he had lots of friends who were actively dying from HIV well from AIDS because they were contracting HIV and and I thought that that was really fascinating seeing how how he went from his from from his position of of making art as the way he would put it and and turning that into rent because a lot of the storyline talking about 30 years old and not doing anything with his life and having this struggle of like what have i accomplished what have i contributed to society when he was sitting there arguing with his friend because his friend was in advertising <laughs> and he was like your life is 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 not beneficial to the world but his friend was like what are you doing and ultimately that turned into rent which i think is is really fascinating and really cool to see how how you can take something that is that is meant for entertainment but you can also you can also produce something that that does bring light to right. a it doesn't have to be like place. a commercialized money making machine it can be something personal and meaningful i mean there's definitely a lot of just healing and in the people can go through within the sense of art in general right. and i think if you're going through that and i think it reaps a lot of good benefits for the people hearing it and seeing it or the people doing it so. i was joe and i were talking and i don't know Carlos, if you get as a lover of musical theater, if you feel the same, because you weren't if you weren't a theater kid, right? I did the one act play. Okay, just okay, for so one you have year in, okay. in high school. <laughs> okay, uh, I'll claim you as a theater kid. Okay, good. But yeah. for me, and this is going to sound really corny to anyone listening, but I don't care because I'm 32 years old, and I don't care what people. Except I really do care what people think. Anyway, um, there is like such like a God given joy that I feel when I watch really good art and by art I mean like for me specifically it's like a play or specifically a musical like it fills me with this sense of joy that is really hard for me to explain and I got that while watching Tick Tick Boom and I get that by watching other just well done theater and I see that as just like gosh like God created humans which one that's a miracle in itself right we're very complex we're made in his image we're the only creatures who can create music and stories and and add such depth and character to things. We can we can create things that make people feel things. Like that to me is just so beautiful and so miraculous miraculous and just points to a God that it um I I love it. And that's one of the reasons why I've always been drawn to the theatrical arts is because I get that sense of joy and thrill and this is what God has created humans to do when I step on a stage or when I listen to a show album or when I watch a musical on TV. And it's um, it's one of my favorite things, which, again, I know it's corny, but it's one of my favorite things. I don't think it's corny. Do you get what I'm saying? I think it's valid. Okay, thank you. I like. I was like, I don't know if I'm explaining no. this right, but it's so beautiful. So just out of my theater life in general, I've only seen two two musicals at, in, in the Dallas Summer Musical um things and um all be because of predominantly finances it's expensive. They're, they're, not, they're not cheap um so the first one was wicked 
thought it was great. The I costume, won't hold it against you. <laughs> the stage design, it was amazing. The next one was the one that I always wanted to go see, which was Lion King. Okay. Um, I've never seen it performed. It's amazing. And so I, the, I took the opportunity to go and actually splurge a little bit, get actual like bottom floor seats. Because it was like, I'm, this is a way to treat myself. This is a, like, I think I did it for a birthday present for myself. I was like, I'm just, I'm going to do this. I love that. Um, and, and then I sat there and next to people I don't even know. And then when it all started off and people were spoilers, like people, they march in through the, from the back of the theater all the way to the front and just, I, 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 I could, it's kind of like an outer body experience. Like I could see myself in my face, just be so lightened up with just, awe and amazement um and the the person that sat that was sitting right next to me a sweet old lady she like taps taps me in the in the middle of it and leans over and she says like your facial expressions are way better right now than <laughs> people marching in and i'm just like i was like oh my that's gosh. so and sweet I, and i was kind of holding back a little bit of tears but it's just like the whole entire thing is like it's just it's it's the imagination that's portrayed and the art and the beauty and the and at and because at, at that point at that moment nothing else mattered other than just the music and the fun of what this was absolutely um, and i loved it i'm so glad i'm not the only one sweet joe i know you're not in that you get the same thrill i feel like when you like shoot a deer or something <laughs> or hunt squirrels I, i'm glad you bring that up not because not, he <laughs> wants to go into the deer I, talk now. I understand i totally get what you guys are saying what what you two are saying because I also get that same feeling not necessarily in the theater when there is great music being played I I see it I appreciate it I think where I get that feeling is when I am out in nature when I'm hearing God's symphony with the birds there is a very specific series and I'm not a birder so I don't know I, I that forget. The word? I forget what the the correct word is. Bird watcher. Maybe? A bird. Uh, it could be birder. I don't know. But there's a specific sequence of birds and when they sing with the sunrise. Wow, I didn't know that. And then there's a lull until about ten, ten thirty, eleven, and then they all start singing again, and then they start doing it again right as the sun is going down. And that same symphony and watching the shadows and the sun move and listening to all the little sounds and noises, that is is the same, I think would be the same feeling. Joe, are you telling me that God is the Jonathan Larson to the tick-tick boom that is the life we are living because I'm here for this analogy. Sure, sure. <laughs> you can take that analogy. But I wanted to take this moment to talk about the sponsor for today's show. Oh <laughs> I think, for, to clarify, Carlos has no idea what you're talking about. Have you listened to our most recent episode? <laughs> Probably not. Do you even listen to our podcast? <laughs> this will be the first episode he you listens don't, to. don't, do you? It's okay. Oh, look at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I just wanted to bring up my sponsor for this show because I thought that it is speaking of nature and speaking of that thing that I hold so dear, the way that you got you two hold musical theater so dear that 
I wanted to bring up my sponsor this week, Defend Your Drains at defendyourdrains.com. We got this hat. Again, to clarify, this is this company has not approved this. They don't know the content. <laughs> not that we've talked about anything controversial other than the wicked sex. They have not approved any of this. <laughs> Continue. So Defend Your Drains is is one of those one of those nonprofit organizations that we found at the Texas Earth Day. Ooh. And it just so happened that they were giving out hats and they gave me one. <laughs> and now I used to wear my Defend Your Drains hat. The reason I wore it today was because similar to the musical theater of Tick Tick Boom and the the importance and the recognition and the just the the light that John Larson shot shined shown shown right is it shown shined shown sure the spotlight that he put on <laughs> the HIV and AIDS epidemic with his beautiful his beautiful creation that was Tick Tick Boom and Rent and and hopefully one day we'll get to see Superbia. Superbia. I think that I wanted to highlight Defend Your Drains because they are helping create or protect God's creation, which for me gives me inspiration to go out there and create beautiful art. I just don't have the talent to create the art. I just feel bad that Defend Your Drains will never know what beautiful advertisement you just did for them. Hmm. Well done. No, well said. They'll never know. But they're probably bankrupt anyway. <laughs> Because nobody ever gave them there, money. There's no money in art, and there's no money in conservation. <laughs> <laughs> and those those drains, they're not being defended. No, they're done. Dunzo. Yeah. Well, is there anything, Carlos, Final as the guest, words. anything you wanted to say before we sign off? If, it's, any, if I don't like it, I'll just cut it. And any, edit final, it. <laughs> any final That's questions? Perfect. Any final anything you wanted to talk about? Since you don't listen to the podcast. This is your one chance. <laughs> my one chance. I'm not going to throw my, my shot, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I got it. I got it. <laughs> um, well, I think like in the, in, since it was definitely like obviously more focused within the musical concept of what this was and whatnot, I think it's just very important that like each one of us has our own unique passions that mm. are just rooted in what we've come through, what we've dealt with, you know? Um for me specifically, I mean, as one, it's a, it's a rare opportunity to see a male who who likes music, musicals, and all these things and stuff like that. Um, and so, the whole entire thing is just like for me, just mu- music and musicals are just a huge, huge thing for me in my own whole entire life. Because just growing up and growing up in a in, in a in a, I would say slightly difficult circumstances and stuff like that like music was one of the things that honestly just saved me um it gave me a purpose to fight for something and fight for something harder um and just and that's why it's like for me music in general is just so precious to me because it's like it it's something that i fought for something that that took me out of where i came from and gave me something to go go forward and and then i started being involved with like different things like dance organizations in college and being on stage and so it just it, it it all just like combined to something that made me appreciate just what music is all about um and i do think like at the end of it like as we as we, as we see like in in revelation and what the, what it is like at the end we're going to be singing and praising god and it's just like music is something that 
God wants and loves. And, um, and probably one of the most emotional things that I've ever experienced that has to do with music in general, um, was when I went to India one day or one day, just one, one, just day. one day, <laughs> just one day. Uh, I was like, okay, I'll go. Just, I was like, Hey, I'm going to fly and then come back the same day. One day more. Copyright. So many songs. With just the words one day. So, <laughs> India. We're back on drugs. But, yeah. Back on India. Um, probably one of the things that, that were just so emotional for me is just being in India and seeing one of just a, a, a church that was a, a body Christian believing church, which is very, which is a very scarce thing in India for a lot of different reasons. Um, and hearing them just one, like speaking in their own specific language as they're talking about a message, but then they go into worship and just being able to hear just God be worship in a different different language like that was so impactful because one you know the christian body is not just the united states it's everybody and if you really once again go back to revelation it's like it's going to be every single person every single tongue every single color every single thing that's just like gave me a bigger perspective of what the christian body really is about um and i was just like this is awesome i love that so what my the thing that i'm going to take from that and we'll end on this is that i think god not only ordains, but mandates musical theater. And that's how I assume, that's what I'm going to teach your son. So <laughs> buckle up, Joe. Well, I'm perfectly okay with that because God has made the most impressive musical theater, that being the natural world. There you go. It's full circle. So Jake's going to be a hunter. <laughs> Yep. A hunter that sings. <laughs> the hills are alive. But copyright. <laughs> Anywho, that's well, it. Well, I think that's it. So, but here we're going to go. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>